I've never seen a diamond in the flesh I cut my teeth on wedding rings Dude, that's pretty oh, cool. Man, that is good. I'm just that sad, is sad clown. Dude, that's pretty good. This is The Gloom, bringing you weekly interviews with F3 Omaha packs, exploring their F3 experiences, and finding those sticky elements that create the glue in The Gloom. And we're back. Uh, here we go. This is going to be a fun one. Uh, we got a very uh, soft-spoken guest on the show today. Uh, totally kidding on that. If you've ever been to an Elkhorn North uh, cross-country meet, I know you've heard his voice. Uh, and if you've been in the gloom, I know that you've been impacted uh, by our man, Patton. Uh, really excited to see you, uh, Patton. And uh, kind of where we just like to start off is uh, who he would you How'd you get started in F3 and uh, how'd you get the name Patton? Well, first off, thanks for having me. Um, I love what you guys are doing. I love the stories that you get out to the packs and giving each um, former site queue an opportunity to kind of share their experience, which was instrumental when um, Mulligan and I finally took over the Coronado there. So thanks for what you guys do. Yeah, um, thank you. Um, so in 2020, um, grossly out of shape, grossly overweight, looked like a fat hobbit. Um, I had a bad day at work. Um, I'd known short sale for probably five years prior to that. And, uh, he called me up. Um, we were talking, I had been drinking and he said, Hey, I got a workout for you tomorrow morning. And I was just impaired enough to take it as a challenge. <laughs> and uh Love so it. uh yeah so i was over at uh river dance's house at the time and so we eh'd him the same moment short still picks us up at 4 30 or so in the morning we go to wild kingdom and we've got uh slicks on the queue um i would like i said i wasn't really sure what i showed up to not sure that i was sober yet um <laughs> and slick took us through a it was his vq i understood later and just smoked me um and being a marine and and just felt like i just got smoked and mm -hmm. thank goodness fdic was by my side the whole time because there's no way i'd have been able to make through make it through and there was many times where i just physically could not go on and there were multiple guys saying you know you're doing good keep it up you're doing fine and by the end of the workout, I was pretty frustrated with myself, angry with how I did, um, just not in a good place. And Slick has me get in the circle. And I'm like, all right, well, my name is John Pithan. I'm 49 years old. I am um, went to an all-male boarding school. I'm a former Marine. I work for the railroad. I'm passionate about my family and friends, but equally as a passion about my, my enemies. So either you're family or you're not. And I was kind of getting amped up and full beard and just look like heck. And he finally dropped the mic and said, you're Patton. You're either an ally or an enemy and yeah. kicked me out of the circle. Cause I was probably going to go on a more of a violent rant than anything. So it was awesome. And afterwards we went to coffee, which was 
I didn't know that that was part of the thing. And it was probably exactly what I needed because it, I was right away introduced to some very high impact, impactful men. Um, mm. Rancid and I had a pretty candid conversation at coffee. Got me really excited about what we were doing. Really excited about what opportunities F3 had to offer. Went home, took a shower, chilled, and just started looking on the internet and researching everything about F3. What was really cool about that is, um, and I don't remember exactly who I contacted Wednesday because we at that time we didn't have a workout on Wednesday, if I'm correct, or I couldn't find one. Um, I asked if I could bring my son, which Nemo, you guys know, was 14 at the time. So I got the okay to bring him. So Thursday he came out to the maze and I got smoked again. Curse was with me and uh, carried me along again. Um, I think uh, Tater Tot was on the queue. Well, Nemo gets out there in the center and they give him his name and there's a whole nother story on that one, but uh, he could have been many other names and thank goodness we settled on Nemo, but <laughs> uh, Napoleon or something, you know, short, oh, short in, oh, but he, he, he's taller than you though, isn't he? He is. He wasn't yeah. at the time, but he is now. <laughs> I love um, it. But yeah, it was, it was, and what an impact that had for us. I mean, we, cause right away I saw that, you know, he was treated like an, just a peer, not my son. It was the, through F3 was one of the first times I've seen him interact with other men and kind of see the man that he's becoming. Cause you know, we all have a kind of a filter when we look at our kids and, and seeing him interact with other men in that way was, has been just life changing too. Yeah. So it was awesome. Incredible. A lot, a lot to unpack there for sure. One thing, I guess one nugget you gave there that I do want to highlight is this idea of, you know, BQ or I'm sorry, EH and a guy bringing him out and then actually taking him to coffee as well, because coffee was one of those things where it took, and I know this story from a lot of guys, it takes them a couple times of actually going before they go. Um, you know, I just think that that's really interesting. And that is a much bigger part of this than the workout is. So to be able to hit both the workout and this, I really think that you got some really, really good exposure there. Um, I do want to back up a little bit because we're going to unpack the Nemo story a little bit too. Um, but where were you kind of at in your journey at the time in terms of fitness? You know, you talked about how hard the workout was, but what what were you doing being former military, former Marine guy? Where where had your life led you up to this point? Well, I'd, I've been through many physical journeys. Um, in 2016, I went through a counting your macro I was 235 pounds, started counting my macros, got down to 172. And unfortunately, that wasn't sustainable. So by 2018, 2019, I had gained back quite a bit. I was still going to the gym, but not as regularly as I was. And then COVID hits and I just ballooned. Um, we were drinking a lot. My wife and I like wine. We were eating way too much. We were stuck at home which was great for the family. I mean, the, the COVID was horrible, but we were able to kind of spend some time with the kids watching movies and just kind of um, really kind of do a fact check on our family unit, which we realized was stronger than what we had had known. Um, hmm. So I hadn't been really doing anything. And that was part of what 
short sale because I had been working out with short sale in the gym prior to in, in 2016. So we had had a relationship physically in that respect. So him calling me up, taking me to work out that's outdoors was not a surprise. Um, and then, yes, him taking us to coffee, um, he drove. And it <laughs> yeah, was, he didn't have a choice. no, and thank goodness, because thank goodness he did, because I didn't realize that you didn't go to coffee afterwards. So I, there was never a time that I didn't at least try to go to coffee for a little bit. And through a couple injuries, sometimes the only thing I do is show up to coffee mm-hmm. because I had learned the value of that. So, um, yeah, I was, I, 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 I've never been in the best shape. Um, but I physic physicality has always been part of my life. So, um, and again, if you see me in the gloom, I've gained back some of my weight and, uh, still struggling with a knee injury right now, but it's, it's good. The, the, everything F3 has given me is, is more than I would have ever expected not knowing about F3. So. Mm. I love that. I'm, as you're talking, I'm thinking of all these kind of funny stories, right? I remember one time you posted at a workout and you were, you were injured, but you sat there and read free to lead. And there were a couple of guys that were like, what's, what's he doing? You know, like it was, <laughs> it was sort of like this moment yeah. and we're like, he just, you know, like it, that I think was eye opening for other guys of like, you can do that. Like you can just show up and like, you know, and I was like, yeah, like we just want you here. You know, I think the other one, um, I remember getting a call. I didn't post that morning, but I get this call from Betamax and he's like, Hey, Plague, uh, Patton just fell down. We think he broke his rib. What do you, you know, and I'm like, you know, mind you, I'm a nurse, but I haven't been a patient care nurse for 10 years, right? So, like, I was like, uh, I, it does sound like he broke his rib. You got to take him in. Um, so, I just, I love um, just this instant connection you had with the group and, like, just diving right in. You know, I, I am curious. Um, talk to us a little bit about... You know, we'll, we'll talk more when we talk about Coronado, but like your journey um, and how did you, how have you stayed engaged through the ups and downs of your fitness journey? Well, so um, through some of my research and then going to more workouts, I began reading the back blast, mm-hmm. um, which, and then I was watching a lot of the name Ramas. So I started to get to know the guys' names and faces. Um, one back blast that really hit was the one Othello wrote and it was I'm trying to think specifically what the incident was going on but it was basically ex- accepting everybody for who they are no matter what their religious background is no matter what their sexual orientation is no matter what race um creed color it doesn't matter if they're good people they're good people and that was a man that I had to meet um so I went to a workout and saw him at, uh, the battlefield and, uh, what an impact he has on you. Right. I mean, just his, his smile and his look and his hug and it's just all the things that are Othello that's, that's so authentic. Yeah. Um, so that, that made me realize, Hey, there's a lot more to this than just the physical side, which I needed the physical side. Um, but the, the workout was so much more than just a workout. Mm-hmm. So, um, like I said, I don't, didn't miss coffee much at all. Well, I got a calf injury and that was when I was reading the free to lead. Cause I knew if I stepped away, I'm a creature of habit. So if I stepped away, it would be easier to just say, eh, I'm not going to go today. So I, 
I kept going, even though I wasn't working out, I'd show up, I'd read or I'd sit around, I'd take pictures of you guys. Um, and then definitely go to coffee because that engagement was part of what I needed. And hopefully in retrospect, that gives others an indication that, Hey, the workout's just a little bit of this. It's, it's mm-hmm. the physical side, the coffee in the morning. Yep. Um, which I, I was just doing it for me. Um, but I do see the benefit in that now. Um, and then yes, when I broke my rib, uh, don't pull a patent, don't run down a hill too fast and fall because <laughs> you bounce. And sometimes those bounces will make you break. But that was amazing too, because I mean, I show up at cafeteria and I, I couldn't breathe still. And it was 30 minutes after I fell. Guys thought I was having a heart attack, Betamax and spreadsheet. Um, no, it was a uh, space bar. Betamax and space bar took me to the hospital. I couldn't talk. We had to, had a conversation with you. You heard that I, I was yeah. sucking air bad. Um, spent the week in the hospital, got numerous texts and phone calls and got a, got a gift package from the packs. Um, my my M week after eating hospital food. By the way, it's much better than I re- had remembered, but it's still not good. Um, I was I needed a burger and some fries, so we go to the bar to an F three event, and the guys immediately start clapping and are so welcoming to to me. Um, no beer, I didn't have any beer, but uh, burger and fries was definitely what we needed, and, and being around the guys. But I mean, F three has given me more than than. Uh, more than I could ever give back. Um, yeah. It's just been awesome. Well, and, you know, we're talking about injuries here, and, and you and Blake could probably speak to this a little bit more, but you were one of the key proponents of having more bruiser sites, right? Or making sure that there was a bruiser option at these other sites when guys are dealing with with an ailment. Yeah. Yeah, I – so through my – I don't know if it was my calf injury or what. I just couldn't – I wasn't able to push off and run. So I would kind of, I had spoken this, I probably plague about bruiser workouts uh, because there had been a bruiser site or a bruiser uh, Twitter account at one point that kind of went away. Um, So when I, with my calf injury, I, I, you know, if I was leading the queue, I knew we weren't going to do a lot of running. So I'd say bruiser friendly, blah, blah, blah. And that kind of started the idea of, and then breaking my rib. And doing the doing a bruiser friendly workout while I was still so I when I broke my rib the doc said I couldn't jump or run so or get down on the ground so I'd come and ruck and we'd do stations where we'd do overhead lifts with a with a pack or we'd do squats with a pack which was awesome and uh, that got me really thinking hey what if we start a site that's four guys that are injured or broken or building up to or building back from and that was when i kind of started talking with gator and doppler kind of getting an idea and then i loved what khaki's cafe does with the octagon and the district 66 workout having the two sites have co co coffee so i started thinking well shoot we could do that on a monday maybe out at red wing and give a guy because you what we've learned is we oftentimes are able to EH guys over the weekend, right? Cause you're out on a Saturday or Sunday at the pool. Now it's Monday. Well, a lot of the Monday at the time, a lot of the Monday sites were all Murphs. Mm-hmm. So it was like, well, this would be a perfect place to bring a new guy. So mm-hmm. got with, 
Gator and Doppler, and we kind of started formulating a plan. Got with Plague, got the okay located or, or got Mulligan on board, which was awesome because he's just a consummate partner. Um, he was always there, always supportive, um, allowed me to be kind of the mouthpiece and get it going. But he was the one that was there all the time because of my work schedule. And I think we did um, uh, more than what we intended with Coronado. Um, and now with Limu and um, Muffs on, I mean, what a what a perfect pass, right? Because two, two respect guys that didn't really know each other, but were all about making sure the packs were taken care of. And then two really good friends that are supportive and they're battle buddies and truly are. They've got each other's back through thick and thin. Um, and that's the idea of Coronado is you're always going to have a partner. You got somebody with you the whole time to help you through the workout or to help through the workout. So yeah, it was, yeah. What a neat thing yeah. to kind of just happen. It's, it's been pretty cool to watch and, and you think about our core principles, right. And sort of answering this question of like, uh, okay, are, are we open to all men, right? Like the, the outside piece rotating fashion. Some of those are really easy for us to meet, but it's this idea of, are we open to all men? And you really identified this group of guys that, we weren't being open to, right? Like a Murph is not open to all guys of all fitness levels, mm -hmm. right? Like, like even the modified Murph is not something that every man can do. So, so, you know, the other thing, Pat, that, that you did, I don't know if most people realize this, but it, well, and you can correct me if, if I'm wrong, but I feel like throughout the week when you saw a guy at another site who you thought would benefit or would, would find Coronado, you know, appealing, you would sort of EH them like to the, to Coronado. Right. And so then, and yes. that I think just really helped uh, generate some excitement and get a lot of folks there. I will say, I will say this, I went to several of the first Coronado workouts and it was not any easier than a Murph. So I, I think for me, you know, you've got just cause you're stationary, you know, when you've got stationary coupon sites. So I think you guys did a really good job of keeping it challenging, right? It, like the, the, sort of the the difficulty of the workout um i don't feel like there was any loss of that you just sort of adjusted the the high impact and the running to accommodate guys that weren't there yet which was phenomenal idea so i love love your leadership there um tell me tell us a little bit about you know from a second f perspective right so you knew uh short sale and but like how did you go about building other relationships. I feel like you're really well connected these days. Um, well, so yeah. Um, thank you for that because it's, it was, I don't like running. I, I never really did. Um, and when they started the Clydesdales, we do, well, it was even before we had Clydesdales, we just do pre-runs with Frosty and Nugent and Othello. We, we were on a text string with U-Haul spreadsheet, touche, there's just a lot of us that would get together um, and we'd do a pre-run, right? Because you got the jackrabbits that would get together or the thoroughbreds, you know, they'd get together at 4.45 or 5 o'clock and take off running. And then us, you know, we didn't really know what, we didn't really have a name at the time, but we'd get together and do a two-mile pre-run. You know, we'd take 30 minutes to do two miles. And it didn't matter if you were running eight eight-minute mile, 12-minute mile, 14-minute mile. You were part of the group. And and it was awesome because that really got 
it really accelerated a our fitness, um, but B really got us tight. I mean, Wentworth Greasefire was there, um, and they still are. And then we kind of formulated the Clydesdales. Um, I don't know exactly how that came about, but it was a great identity for us that would just clippity clop, if you will. <laughs> Who um, owns that Twitter handle, by the way? Do you I'm, know? I can't I'm, figure it out. I'm really not sure, but I love it. Um, but yeah, we do a lot of those pre-runs and then, and then all of a sudden there was talk about the, uh, the queen service and that was a whole nother group that I was in that identified with. And we'd, you know, we'd pre-run and, and we'd poke, poke each other's fun. And then we'd weigh in for the Q, Q uh, queen service and not bragging, but I got second to hard hat that first queen service. And, um, nice. I think Nugent. I think Nugent got it the second time around, or there shortly after. Um, it was just a neat. And that was the year Hard Hat cheated, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know he was. Man, he he spread rumors here. I don't think he cheated. I just don't think he did it in a healthy way. But oh, yeah. uh, I think he just starved himself. But the guy's a beast anyway. So it doesn't... I know. I'm just jealous of Hard Hat. Uh, that's all. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, it, well, he's another guy. <laughs> Hard hat's another guy. He injured his foot. Um doing I think he was on a skater, a skateboard or a scooter or something and broke his toe or his foot. And he'd show up to workouts with a boot on and bike to where the Murph was. So he was he kind of was an example of how to modify too. Yeah. Um and yeah, I think hard still he, get, he did that right before <laughs> Iron Pack's challenge so that he, he could did it win. in the boot. He did Iron Pack's yeah. challenge. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Uh, anyway, uh, back, to, back to you. Sorry to do that. But, yeah, and then, so, and then there we, at some point, we started rocking a little bit. So I got in with the, uh, well, we did Oscar Mike, obviously, but we'd also ruck pre. So, you know, again, Wentworth and Roll Bar and Space Bar. Betamax, we'd we'd show up at Octagon and do a pre-ruck rather than a run a lot of days. Um, and then Golden Spike and Q-Tip got in there. Limu with his, you know, he, he has a aggravated back at times. So Limu was getting with the pre-rucks and we got Baskin and then Bobsled hurts himself. So he starts rucking with us a mm-hmm. lot. And then Tin Cup um, is another guy that I'd ruck with. So at, before we got so big... And then that, and I, I work a rotating shift days and nights. I'd get off at night and go to a workout and I was all over town. So what was great about that is I was able to meet some incredible packs and it didn't matter where I was. I just post, Hey, free rock at this site. Anybody interested in that? There'd be two or three guys that would show up or we'd do a clippity clop run and five guys would show up. So now that we're so big, um, it's, it's harder for, I see it as being harder to get that mm-hmm. real tight group because you're, we're all over the place. Um, and I haven't quite figured out mentally how to navigate that one other than just show up and meet somebody new every day mm-hmm. and try to have an impactful conversation and hopefully benefit from that, you know, cause I've learned more from other packs than I'm sure I've given, uh, that they've learned from me. So, um, I just, I like again. F three's done more for me than than I could ever do for F three. But second half stuff is the pre runs, the pre rucks, the Q, queen service, um, going to the 
having dinner with the guys. D3, shoot. Dobbler's yeah. D3 has been incredible. Um, I, I hear a lot of guys reference you as being a great resource in that D3 group. I think I, I don't know if you realize that, but I think a lot of guys have you know, just had a lot of value from the wisdom that you've shared and your experience and, you know, you know, maybe not like your favorite thing, but I, I I know for me, like my, the thing I'm most, uh, you know, embarrassed about is like the thing most people ask me about. So I don't don't know. That's maybe a IQ thing, but, but like, I hear a lot of guys say, well, Patton's given me a ton of great advice and support through my, you know, marriage and what I'm going through. So, um, T claps to you for for being there for guys. Well, thank you for that. I, you know, okay, so the, you know, wisdom comes with age. And in my <laughs> case, wisdom is, I'll tell you what not to do, because I was not the best through my divorce. I did a lot of really stupid shit. Um, and I learned that I should have been better. Um, and hope and, and hopefully I can help other guys say by just saying, Hey, this is what I did. It did not play out well. Mm-hmm. Um, so think about it before you go there. I went there. I felt it was very rewarding at the time to really get her mad, but honestly, it just didn't work out in the end. No. Um, but and it's so with D three. It's what I like about what what's going on there is Doppler is has such a neat view on life, and then you get Thor, who's he just so deep with his thoughts and then you get a guy like demogordon who's going through but you get his take on things so if we can take six or eight guys experience put them all together to help one guy that might be like or different than all of us in the end it's it's gonna come out with a good result Uh, because we do keep keep each other in check quite a bit and Mm -hmm. Just like any other conversation, you learn something from somebody else's experience, even though they've gone through the same thing. They have a different different scope that they're looking through. So it's been awesome um, as far as that goes. So, What's been your – like – so you said yes to a lot of things here, right? Like you're rucking, you're pre, you're Clydesdale running, you're, you're doing all the things. Yeah, you're all – yeah. It, are, do you just have a hard time saying no or what, what was the draw? Like what made you sort of, you know, uh, click in with the group and say, I'm willing to do what these crazy guys asked me to do at five in the morning. Like what was that? Um, it was kind of all of it. Um, I knew it was going to be good for me. Um, I saw the value in doing it with the others because it was a great way to get to know. Uh, I, I got to know Nugent in a way that a lot of other guys didn't simply because we had time together. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, he gave his time to everybody, but we had, I had 20, 30 minute run um, where he, he'd talk and then I'd talk and then we'd just huff and puff. And then, we, then we'd talk a little more um, or the re- pre-rucks. Um, I just saw the value in it and selfishly for me. Um, but the benefits that I have been able to reflect on have been huge for, for, for me because I got to know a lot of guys really well. Hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, I'm willing to put myself out there because, you know, I'm not taking time from the family. You know, my family doesn't get up till seven o'clock in the morning. So I'm usually home by seven fifteen, Um, and it's easy. I don't sleep well anyway. So what the heck, you know, just go out there and do it and see what happens. So. It's been great. Awesome. 
Well, I do kind of want to close this loop with family, right? You know, you talked about the second workout you go to, you bring Nemo around. I know you're a super proud dad. I see your posts on Facebook and just know how you talk about him when he's not in the room. I am curious, you know, what do you think the impact has been on you and his relationship being able to share this with him? And then what impact do you think that it's had on him individually? Um, yeah. So shortly after starting F3, um, we, you know, joke with each other, calling us each other, Pat and Nemo. And it's really given me an opportunity to speak to my son, not just as a dad, I can speak to him as a peer, which is healthy. And a lot of parents try to do it, but it's hard. You get muddy waters and you, if you're try to be your kid's friend, and then all of a sudden you're pulling the hammer on him because you you know you're being the parent. So we have learned that I'll say, "Hey Nemo, um, this is Patton talking right now. Are you ready?" And he'll you know he, oftentimes when it's Patton, he knows it's going to come with unabashed candor, <laughs> not always a whole lot of caring. I but it comes from a place of love. For example, he's he's coming up on state cross country. It'll be Friday. He injured himself at, at Eastern Metro, uh, the conferences, and he he had a bad race. And for districts, um, those of you that don't know cross country, in districts, the top 15 runners that finish in the district automatically go to state, and then the top three teams by points go to state. And if you're not part of the top 15 runners and your team doesn't make it, you're out. Hmm. So Nemo injured himself, and he had to – show he had to do what he'd been doing so i took an opportunity and it was kind of funny because gemini another f3 young kid i hate was there his name's jake sullivan and i said okay nemo this is Patton speaking you ready and he goes yeah i said now how's your hip he goes well it's it's okay i'm, I'm kind of worried about it i said well i understand you can't hurt it anymore so what i need you to do nemo is grit your teeth and run Forget about the pain. Just make it work. Run. At the end of the race, we'll ice it. We'll take care of it. Do you understand? Basically, don't be a pussy. <laughs> be back. So, be back. That's our be, yeah. yeah, just, just run. And so then I said, okay, I'm done. This is dad speaking. Go out there and do your best. I hope you have a good day. You know, if you do what you can do, you should be able to go to state. I love you, son. And Gemini goes, oh, good good cop, bad cop. And I'm like, well, yeah, kind of. Because <laughs> dad can't speak to him one way, but dad can speak to him the other. He goes like out and runs a great race, did great, and he's going to state this week. So it was awesome. The other thing that F3 gave me is an opportunity to lead with my son, which was we don't in life you don't get a lot of opportunities like that. So we right. were able to do our VQ together, which was awesome. Um Sparty had had asked us to v, to do our VQ, and I kept trying to postpone because I I wanted to do it with Nemo. I mean, shoot, we started two days apart. It'd be a good one. He I had worked with him kind of on an idea of a workout, and uh, we did it out at Combine, which was amazing. My wife came out; she videoed it. There were I don't know forty or fifty guys that came out. Thank goodness we used had the plan to use the whole football field because there was plenty of room. And, uh, we did a workout called the beast, which was easy. Cause you only came up with, had to come up with six different exercises. They just ran down and back and did it six times. 
six reps, six times of six different exercises. Um, and then six, Nemo, six, it was six, just, it. Yeah. yeah, it was awesome though, because Nemo helped me figure out the exercises. Um, he, he helped with the name, the warm rama. He helped with the, with the, uh, Mary. Um, he let me speak, which surprise, surprise, I took that one over. Um, <laughs> But it was it was awesome, and seeing the way that the guys again interacted with him, um, and truly let him know, you know, he's an equal with them, uh, was awesome. His he's just, and it's funny because he's got relationships with the packs that I that I'm not part of, which is awesome. He and Roadhouse have kind of this cool little relationship, big brother, little brother thing. Um, when when Nemo screwed up. Uh, he was very there was an incident where Nemo had a bad choice at school and uh I was ready to just kill him. And the PAX was very supportive of me and listening and when I finally told Nemo that he was gonna have to tell F three, you could have almost seen just the life fall out of him. Because he didn't <laughs> want to admit that he screwed up. And I was that's something that a dad, you know, you can discipline your child, but owning up to their peers you don't really have any power over that. Well, F3, you do. Because, mm. you know, so I was able to say, you're going to have to tell the packs. So he did. And it was, I think he learned more from that just by having accountability from peers that you don't normally get at that age. So, yeah, yeah it was just, yeah. I, I think it's been fun. You know, I, I like to raz Nemo and tell him he's slow. Um, even though he's, you know, he's way faster than any of us and definitely faster than me. But, you know, and I, I love, um, he recently reached out at, and asked if he could take a girl on a date in my, my backyard. Uh, and I love that, that he felt, you know, comfortable doing that. And we sort of agreed we were out of town, so it wasn't going to work. And, it, you know, the view from my backyard is maybe a fifth date sort of thing, not, not a first date <laughs> sort of thing, but I just love that he, he's got access to all these guys, you know, and I think, yeah. um, to your point, like there's, there's some sort of coaching or mentoring that probably goes on that you, you don't even know about, but will have this impact on him, you know, cause he's next to guys like Othello and, and Rancid and Roadhouse and wait time and pony, you know, all these guys yeah. that, um, it's just so cool. You know, I feel like, um, yeah, as, as a father, if I, if I had a son, I would, I would definitely have him posting. I don't know, Pony, you need to get little John out and get him to, <laughs> yeah, he's a, uh, he's a little young. He'll be out there soon. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if tell- they got a boy, he'd be out there like one month. <laughs> yeah, we'd, be, we'd, be doing burpees. we'd be doing burpees all day. Um, man, I, I love it. And it's, I just appreciate you sharing your, your yeah. story. I, I, I do, sorry. Sorry. I do just want to say, I, you can tell how proud you are. I mean, just when you speak about Nemo, I don't, I do want to highlight that you just seem so proud and that it's just such an awesome thing to hear and be on the receiving end. So thanks for, thanks for sharing that piece for sure. Yeah. Thank you. Um, Go ahead, oh, shoot, hold on. Uh, Pony didn't, I think you pulled a hamstring when you were running with Nemo. Didn't you? <laughs> I, uh, I, I think I beat him to the finish line. I think that's what happened. And then I, yeah, hurt myself for the next round. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Nemo uh, left out of his body and beat him to the <laughs> uh, No, I, you know, I, I kind of want to move into the the third F here, but I, I also think there's maybe a um, maybe a piece that we're that we haven't covered that I don't want to want to skip or or miss. Um, sort of just in your your story as 
terms of uh, Marines and, you know, maybe what you learned um, sort of early years of, of marriage, sort of, you know, tell us about some of that, you know, space in time that Uh-oh. maybe we don't, maybe we don't know about if there's something in that space you're comfortable sharing that maybe has shaped. Cause when I look at you, I mean, I, like we know for a fact, right? Not every guy shows up and is willing to dive in or even understands this value of real relationships with other men. So there's there's something about you that is is special and unique that um, I don't know. Just curious, maybe where that comes from, or if there's something else you would share with us. Yeah. Um, well, I went to Mount Michael, which is an all male boarding school. Um, that was freshman through senior year. At the time, you had to be a resident there. Hmm. Um, so that that really Probably, it, I don't think it changed, but it, it put a lot of value on a, a healthy relationship and how to deal with men because you get a group of guys around. I mean, it's, it's, it can go one of two ways. You're either going to have the alpha that's leading the whole pack or you everybody's kind of a leader and, and you take a leadership role as they count, as they come. Mount Michael was definitely that way. Um, I wasn't the best athlete. I wasn't the best student, but I was in the with – all of those guys I was in, I was friends with the athletes and the, and the, and the all a students and the tennis guys. And I mean, I just, I, I enjoy being around guys cause we're, we're pretty easy to figure out and we don't play games. And if we do, the games are usually squashed pretty quick. Mm-hmm. So, um, I enjoyed that. And then I got, I made a bad choice. After high school, got in trouble, ended up going to the Marine Corps. Um, I went into the Marines for all the wrong reasons and stayed in for all the right ones. And wow. again, in the Marine Corps, it's you're around a lot of guys. So if you have inner inner squad or inner company riffs, it, you you resolve them very quickly because you know you're not going to be around a guy that's not going to have your back. So you you learn to just resolve that or, you know, just either they're family or they're not kind of deal. Um, and that's what I, um, love about F3. I mean, it's, it's giving me a place where I can have a healthy relationship with guys, um, in a more authentic way than, than you do in, in a deeper way than you would almost anywhere else. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, so with F3 though, we've got the, you know, the shield lock, they, I, you know, and, and I loved how roll bar kind of explained that whole thing. You've got your smallest shield lock, which are guys that you go out and do the pre-runs with, or see it a workout that you're always, you know, you're always, Hey man, I haven't seen you in forever and you catch up. So I, I think they're kind of your, your smallest shield lock. Well, then I got an opportunity to be in a shield lock with, with Doppler and short sale Thor moon man. And we met for about a year. We were inconsistently consistent getting together, um, but it was really impactful. It kind of fell apart. Moon Man moved away, and then our schedules kind of changed, so it kind of fell apart. But that was awesome being a part of that. And then seeing the other shield locks go um, with, you know, like Betamax, Roll Bar, um, Space Bar, that, that, and Wentworth. I mean, that shield lock's been going for a while, mm-hmm. and it's cool to see the way they support themselves. Uh, but you know, um, being 52, I'm also part of the res- respect group, which is another small S shield lock. Cause you know, we get together once a month or try to, um, and you have a whole nother talk conversation and talk. So I just, honestly, I think I was beneficial to be 
have a lot in common with a lot of guys and F threes allowed me to do a lot of those things. And I'm not afraid to show up and be vulnerable or, um, you know, I'm, I, I've taken upon myself as a challenge to try to go to as many VQs as I can, as many shield, uh, shovel passes as I can and birthdays or anniversary cues. Um, because nowadays that might be the only time you see those guys. Yeah. Or you might only see them once that month. Um, so it's been, it's been awesome. Um, and then all the things that, that, that other packs have brought in, um, with the, with the, uh, Q source conversations, you learn so much, a whole different perspective. You might've read the book three times like me, but you learn <laughs> something new from every conversation. Um, every, every guy's got a different take and different spin. And those are just so, I don't know. I find value in listening to other people speak and Mm. I don't always do a good job of not speaking. And that's something I'm working on keeping my mouth shut and just listening. But I do find a lot of value in what other people's view or opinion is um, with the Q source or when we go through free to lead um, or truth nugget Thursdays at the berm that started. I mean, that's, you get some awesome conversations and those are just purely peer led. Um, they're just, it's, there's just so many things that are going on in F3. And if you just put yourself out there and are aware and awake to what's happening, um, it's, it's, you, you it's, unbelievable the the values that you find in that and the growth that comes from it that is unimaginable with yeah. with nemo i mean hearing hearing guys talk about life experience and then he's you know he's looking at college right now so rather than being the overbearing father leading him i'm allowing him to lead us and it's because it's his choice and it's going to be his thing he you know i'll give advice but it's his it's his life so and learning that now, rather than when he's 25 years old and the parent taking their hands off and saying, you're on your own, we've, we're able to guide him now, but also allow him to let his wings, you know, expand his wings and go live his life has been awesome. And I've learned that from guys with F3. I love so. that. I do think, you know, something you um, you said early on, and, and you don't have to share if you don't want to, what did you do that made you decide to go into the Marine Corps? I'm just curious. You don't have to share. Uh, so I, I, we went, I went out with a couple of buddies. They were going off to college. Um, I was supposed to go to the air force and, uh, we, we drank way too much and did a little bit of vandalism. Um, oh, okay. uh, multiple, multiple counts of, uh, misdemeanors. Um, I got arrested. Uh, that was a life experience there. Um, uh, at a young age, um, I had to prosecute. I, I, I was a uh, witness for the state uh, in that case, and unfortunately lost a very good friendship mm-hmm. because of it. Um, I did. We did. We screwed up. We did a lot yeah. of damage. Um, at, at the end, I owned up to it because I just, you know, you, you can screw up all you want, but just own up to it, be, have a little integrity and honesty. And that's what I did. And, uh, I ended up (laughs) 
while I was going through that course, the Air Force said, ah, we, we can't take you. Um, but the Marine Corps was still on and Gunny Disney called up. And so I'm in front of the judge and the judge said, you know, he's, I'm getting my sentencing. And he goes, all right, well, Mr. Pittan, uh, uh, whatever he goes. And he's getting ready to give me my sentencing. And the Gunny says, uh, judge, your honor, I've, I'd like to speak with you. And he takes a moment, goes up to the bench with the two lawyers and comes back and he pats me on the shoulder and I'm like, Oh shit. <laughs> And the judge goes, well, Mr. Pittan, uh, sounds like the Marine Corps is going to straighten your ass out. You've got an $1,800 fine and no no uh, um, probation. Because had I been wow. on probation, I couldn't have gone. Wow. Click, two months later, I go to boot camp. So, again, <laughs> one of the one of the worst experiences, one, one of the worst reasons to go in. But uh, the Marine Corps really straightened me out. And I think with Mount Michael and, and being the oldest of three, I was served well. Uh, to go into the military. Um, my advancement was pretty good uh, considering I was in. I ended up getting E6 in less than eight years and then I got out in 11 when I was up for gunny. So um, that was all reserves, um, but it was it was awesome. Um, what a life experience. And uh, yeah, I still, I have a lot of pride in in doing what I did. I didn't go to war. Um, I was in from 90 to 2000, May of 2001. I was in the recruiter's office in September of 2001, going through a divorce. The judge or the, the recruiter asked if I had any legal pending. And I said, well, it's been a couple of years since I've been re arrested. I am going through a divorce. And he said, well, you better talk to your wife. And she was not having it because I, I would have lost custody of my daughter, full custody mm -hmm. of my daughter. I ended up getting um, joint legal, but anyway, it was it was a life experience that uh, for me I needed it because the fastest way to my head is usually through my butt, and uh, the Marine Corps <laughs> definitely kicked me quick kicked me quite a few times. So yeah, That's funny. no, I appreciate you sharing that, and I, I do think the the experience at Mount Michael sounds like maybe is where. You know, between the Marine Corps and Mount Michael, really just learning the value of, of those relationships. And yeah, I'm curious too, you know, when you think about the third F piece, like how does that all come together for you from a faith perspective? Uh, well, that's so I grew up Catholic. Um, actually, we didn't grow up. I got uh, I was 13 when I got baptized. Uh, <laughs> my father was from a Lutheran family. My mother was was Methodist. And, uh, we went, got Catholic. Um, we met, they had met a priest that they really liked and he converted our whole family. So I was 13 when I first got baptized, went through a accelerated, um, CCD catechism course. Um, so I was at a different place in my life when I went through that. So I think I had a different understanding of what religion was than the normal progression. You get baptized when you're a, less than a year. Yep. You start doing, you know, your CCD and catechism at a young age. I was a little older. And then going to Mount Michael, I understood a little more and had, they did an awesome job teaching me about religion and what religion is. Unfortunately, as I aged, I found problems within the Catholic church, not in Christ and not in organized religion, just some of the ways things are done. Um, I struggled a little bit with and then getting divorced and seeing some of the judgment there was mm -hmm. hard. 
Um, but now, um, my wife and I are Christian. Um, we, we don't really identify with the church just because of schedules. Um, it's hard to go all the time, but Nemo's found us. He's been searching. He goes to Flatland now on his own and has a great youth group. Um, and it's cool to see that growth and, and the little bit of guidance that we've been able to give them. Um, my daughter, Skylar, oftentimes will go with him. Um, but I find God in, in actions, in nature, in the gloom, in, you know, there's some very impactful, uh, COTs that I've been at that there's no way you could replicate that in the, in an organized church that are yeah, more impactful. To ask where the intersection is with F3 for you. Sound, sounds like yeah. some of those COTs. Yeah. Um, and then just the sunrise and the, the sound of the birds and the, the, and then the snow on your face and knowing that you're alive, even though it's painful. Um, it's just, so yeah, I mean, I know Christ and, and God is present in my life and I don't need to go to a building to get affirmation of that. I see it when I look, I don't always look, i oftentimes will have my blinders on. But when I'm open to it, I see it. So, love that. Yeah. It's so cool. It's, it's the simple things, right? And you and we forget. Like, I can hardly be consistent in, you know, in my routine. Let alone consistently create a sunrise, right? <laughs> so, like, just how powerful and brilliant is God to create it all every day, yeah. right? It, yeah, we're pretty lucky. Um, you know, I, I love, I love what you've shared so far as your story. And, and I'm curious, you know, before we start talking about, um, kind of the leadership piece, anything that maybe we haven't asked about or any, anything else you would, you would share just sort of life, the, the three F's or, or anything that's maybe contributed to your journey so far. I, um, well, I, you know, like I said, um, it was the, first half that got me there and I've quickly figured out how to make the first F and second F meld mm. and blend, um, through the pre-runs, the pre-rucks. Um, and I, and just not caring now. I mean, I've, at first I was on this physical journey and I've got it myself in some pretty good shape. And now it's funny um, it's almost like the first F's taking a backseat to getting to know the guys and supporting them, which I think is, I need to get back to pushing myself harder. Um, but I've gotten to know guys in the gloom that I otherwise wouldn't have had I mm-hmm. not centered on the picking up the six. And oftentimes I am the six or centered on, you know, helping that guy that might be having a, a bad day that day. Um, and I, you know, I've learned how to just kind of joke around a little bit and not taking it all so seriously. Um, so yeah. And then I think posting around town, I mean, you get to see some amazing guys, you know, the Sarpy group are just awesome. I don't get to see them as often, but you know, just, they're just so welcoming and, and, um, you know, just seeing faces out there in the gloom that I haven't seen swiper and, knobs and Farva 
I mean, it's just, you know, it's, I don't know. I, I just, like I said, if you're open to it, and go to coffee. You've got some amazing guys to lean on every day at F3. So I love it, man. I, you know, I am curious, you mentioned a little bit about, um, sort of leadership, right? Kind of like a leadership model at, at Mount Michael where everybody's a leader, right? Which is what, what we're trying to do. But how do you think we're doing in, in sort of that mission of reinvigorating or invigorating male community leadership within F3 or even maybe maybe it's the Omaha community, but how do you see it? I, I think we're doing awesome because um, there's multiple opportunities. I, I think the way that, that – uh, well, we found at, at Coronado having a co-Q made it easier for guys um, a little bit. And um, hopefully that it they see the value in that too. Um, but yeah, you can have a, a pair of guys come up with an amazing workout. I mean, Ozark and Gator came up with – it was a fun workout. Um, and then – so I, I just think F3 does that because, you know, you join, hopefully within a month or two, maybe three, you've got your VQ. At some point in there, you're going to be leading a portion of the workout because you'll be called upon to do the count or come up with the next exercise. Um, and then you've got, you know, your second F uh, side of it where you're setting up a, a meeting for D3. Like I said, some of the guys are – just come to that, which is uh, an awesome opportunity to do that. And then the third F, I mean, just through all the the project paint, the um, when we paint when we paint the house every year, mm-hmm. when we do the food drives, um, you know, uh, cheap seats and I were able to do the donations for Boys Town on with during kind of coinciding with seventeen seventy six. Um, being able to get that going was, was awesome. And seeing the value that it goes to the Boys Town foster care services is amazing. So I, I think if you want it, it's there for you. You just have to, and oftentimes you don't even have to look for it. Somebody's going to ask you, Hey, you want a VQ? Hey, I need, you know, you want to partner, partner up with me on this leadership, on this workout or this, um, event. Um, just, Keep your eyes open, ears, eyes and ears open, and you'll see it and hear it. So, well, I'd encourage those guys to be more like you, right? And just say yes, yes to all the things. <laughs> just say yes. Yeah. Well, man, we certainly appreciate your time today. Um, I've got a hard stop, and I'm sorry, I've, I've got to jump off. If you guys want to continue, you guys can do that. I've got to, I just got to roll. Um, yeah, you want, you want to ask sort of the our wrap up question? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, you know, we've already kind of gone over some advice here. I guess the one thing that we like to, to end with here, Patton, is as we're as we're seeing you out in the gloom, um, any thoughts or prayers, that words of encouragement that you'd like to share with the group now so we can be thinking about you and, and then trying to give you some positive encouragement if we see you out there? Uh, yeah, I just... Uh... You know, I, I, uh, lately I've been having a little bit of a hard time balancing work and F3. So just, uh, 
yeah, just uh, just prayers for figuring that out for myself. The the mm. time frame isn't quite working as well as it had, and I haven't made the sacrifice to just show up. So if uh, you could just continued posting as a as a as an ask for me. Um, yeah, because we're life's pretty busy right now with my M and the kids and and I'm not always making the best choice to just say forget the two hours of sleep. I'm gonna go to F three today after work or I'm gonna get up and just go to F three. So yeah. Absolutely man. Well, I definitely just want to tell you thank you, you know, for your, your leadership, your friendship, uh, and just for sharing your story today, man. I think you've, you've had a huge impact, I know, on me and, and on a ton of other guys. So it's good to just have you in, in our lives. So appreciate you, brother. Thank you. Thank uh, you. Let's do a little name-a-rama. I'll still start us off here. Brandon Fleahardy, 37, The Plague. The Plague. The plague. Ah! John Whitworth, 32, Pony Express. Pony Express. <laughs> John Pittan, 52, Patton. Patton. Respect. Respect. Thank and, you. And it's, it's just, it's Patton, but you kind of have a special way you say it, don't you? I, I, I guess I do. I'm not sure. <laughs> you do. It's, it's not, it sounds pretty badass when you say it. It sounds it's like the word that a general would say it. I heard it. So, appreciate you, brother. Yeah, Thank you. Again, Thank you. Have, yeah, a good have a good day. Thank See you. you. Bye.